success. How do you define it? Better yet, how do you achieve it? Introducing 505 Success, a podcast showcasing the business leaders of New Mexico who continue to strive for success in the land of enchantment. Listen and learn from these leaders, entrepreneurs, and innovators as they discuss the challenges they have overcome, how others can find their success, and how New Mexico can continue to grow and prosper. The 505 Success Podcast is brought to you by Exhibit. You only have 3.8 seconds to gain the attention of your audience while exhibiting at a trade show, event, or conference. At Exhibit, we design and produce great-looking graphics and exhibits to get you noticed. We also teach you all those hidden secrets of how to save money while at a show, along with some best practices. Call now, 828-0574, or visit us on the web, exhib-it.com. That's great. So I wanted to uh, discuss what are some challenges that you have faced in the past, or maybe you're facing now, and how do you how did you overcome overcome them, or are you are you overcoming them now? Challenges? You want to give me? Idea? I mean, we have. I had challenges this morning. It was hard to get up. It was cold. <laughs> okay, so you want to be a little bit more because any challenges that that come to mind, whether it be a, a boss that. Uh, did not give you credit for something or an, a, a co-worker that was just a pain or something personal that you don't mind sharing that seemed like an obstacle. Because one of the things I want to share with the audience is I, I think when, when it comes to problems of any sort, we sometimes feel alone and we feel solitary. But when you hear that, look, we all face the challenges, okay. there may be different. So, okay. so you're, thinking, you're, you're thinking along the lines of something a little bit more interpersonal. Yeah, something that you face. Not necessarily on the exterior where it's business and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not worried. I mean, everyone has to deal with traffic. What I'm talking about is something that you personally dealt with. Well, let's let's just say this first. Everybody, no matter how brilliant you are, how beautiful, handsome you are, how smart you are, how not necessarily so smart, how funny you are or how stoic you are, Everybody faces a situation from time to time where you're not going to get along with a boss. You're not going to get along with a coworker. You may not even get along with a coworker or a boss's significant other because sometimes they play a factor. Okay. And when that's a situation that happens, first you have to look to yourself. Take responsibility and ownership and say, is this something I brought upon myself? Okay, because remember, the only person in the world you can ever control is yourself. People make a mistake and they think they can control others. Just like in sales, you can, you can control the process, but you can't control the person that's sitting across from you. The only individual you can control as yourself okay so go through whatever scenario it is and try to figure out if you were the root cause of this discontent or if it truly was from the other individual 
Okay, because let's just put it this way. There's some real snarky people in this world. Mm -hmm. And there's some people who just don't love life. And they try to put that on to other people. There, there are. Okay, so if you've determined that it's actually the other individual, etc. What I've done in the past is I've actually confronted them. And people gasp. Oh my gosh, you confronted them? Well, yeah. So it's either a confrontation right at the time. The, the first objective is never get mad because once you get mad, you lose control. Okay? If you need to confront them, just make sure that you confront them when you're not mad. And say it's an interchange. I don't know, Roger, it's been so long. Give me an example. Oh, a, a chow? Yeah, something, some sort of interpersonal affront. So let's say, and this is something that I heard recently, let's say you had an idea for something and someone said, you know, you know what, it's not your place to come with new ideas. No, 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 you're stay in your lane and essentially shut up and just do your job. So let's say you're coming up in a company and you have this idea, or even if you're starting out as a new business and you're going out and you're trying to get new clients, you're trying to you know, push a new idea if you're starting out at a new company and someone comes up to you and you say, you know what, you're a little bit too big for your britches. Okay. Well, that's actually a sign of an individual who's insecure. Mm -hmm. And you have determined whether or not you want to fight that fight. Mm -hmm. I actually had a situation I came up with an idea when I was the territory manager for Office Depot and my regional sales manager did the poo-poo, pat on the head stuff and whatever. So one day, and she, she basically said, uh, nah, it's not going to work. So I waited to, for one of our national meetings and I went to the vice president, gave him my proposal. Vice president said in front of everybody, this is an amazing idea. He said, Sue, put a team together. And uh, we'll, we'll get a focus group, a feasibility study, et cetera, et cetera. And then we integrated it throughout Office Depot, nationally and internationally. Wow. Yeah. So understand people are territorial. And if you come to a great idea, and remember, you've worked it out. It's not some sort of pie in the sky. And you're boss is not the final decision maker you go to the decision maker because the person who owns the business the person who cuts your checks that's the person you want to talk to because that's the person who is involved with the profit and loss but but one caveat you better know what you're talking about i've seen a lot of people lately it's the millennials and younger they get a job and in a week they figured they figured out the business and then they're going to the owner and telling them that they don't know how to run their business. Yeah. Okay. Um, you'll never survive life by doing that. Word to the wise. You will never survive. That's some good advice. So essentially what you want to look at is if you really believe in an idea and you know what you're talking about, at least you feel you know what you're talking about. You've done your homework and you say this is going to work. You think it's going to work. Oh, you think. Exactly. Or yeah. I, I like to say you believe. You say I firmly believe this is going to work. Because I think when you say you believe, to me that, that belief comes from. I would say confidence. Belief is the word <coughs> that actually females use. You say I have a great deal of confidence in the ability that this 
idea will provide a solution for XYZ. Yeah. But you have to really think it out. And you want to make sure that you make a presentation to where you're saying you have confidence, you can back up your word, you can back up the scenario, you've done the research. Yeah. Nobody who is in a decision-making role is going to uh, chastise you for having imagination now, an idea but the insecure person that you're leapfrogging over well yeah and i think that you know i believe that if you say the word i think when you're trying to go to a big decision maker when you just say i think and you're asking them yeah. to put their skin in the game by saying hey support me on this i think you, you should be going with something more than i think you, you say mean, i have confidence i've done the research here's the data i've i've done this that and the other because okay. you have to do you have to do your part first. I had this this boss. Well, exactly. To... You can't just go up, you know. And and I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, go ahead. All right. So if you're the employee that goes up to the boss and says, "Boss, we have a problem," and you tell them what the problem is, the boss is looking at you, going, "Okay." You know what they're waiting for? The solution. The solution. Don't be a problem identifier. Be a solution provider. No. Okay. You get, you'll get further in organization if you're a solution provider. Identify a problem, put together a solution, give a presentation on it, and make it quantifiable. The thing I think a lot of people forget is that most often the bosses realize that there's a problem is that they have other bigger problems that take precedence. So they're like, they understand that there's that problem. So if you go to them and you just say, hey, here's a problem, you're more likely to just irritate them because you brought <laughs> up something that they already know that's like on item 100 of their weekly or monthly to-do list. And you're just reminding them that they're behind. So they say, okay, I get it. And get out of my office. I got some work to do. And so... That's a good point. Absolutely. Where you... And if you provide them with a solution to a problem, just think. In their mind, they're thinking... You know, that person has a good head on their shoulders. Maybe they might be ready for me to help work them into a leadership position. Oh, well, let me throw in, let me throw in some other problems. Let me see what else I could come up with that because I don't I'm not I they have a, a, an interesting way of viewing things and maybe they could solve these problems for me. Exactly. And then if it's a smaller business, you know, Business owners, especially as they get older in life and et cetera, if they don't have children that want their business, et cetera, they're looking for a successor. Why yeah. not put yourself in that position? Exactly. So this podcast is called 505 Success, and that word success means a lot to me. And the interesting part of that word, as with many things, is it means something different to different people. For you, what does it mean for you? How do you define success? And it could be personal success. It could be professional success. And it could be success over a project. So how do you define success in your life? Well, believe it or not, I'm a little corny. I have successes every day. And what I mean by corny is, is I really do like helping people. And when I get a phone call, Someone needs my help and I'm able to help them get that solution. And sometimes I don't have an answer, but I know where to go. That's a really nice success and it helps make my day. Seriously. And you know me. I mean, I wouldn't be on the board of directors for 
Better Business Bureau or the Board of Directors for National Association of Women Business Owners or the Chair of the Small Business Committee for Hispanic Chamber or the Public Liaison for the State of New Mexico Public Education Department. If I didn't like and truly like helping people and, and helping create a better world for them. Or doing this them, podcast. <laughs> or doing this podcast. You, you know that if that was just lip service, I wouldn't do all that stuff pro bono. No, you actually do. You put that into action. You put that philosophy into action every day. Yeah. So that's my <laughs> primary success. And I don't know. I really don't know about the success things. Uh, I guess when I die, how many people are going to be at my funeral? Would that's that be a measure of success? That that's a that is a measure of success, but that's a little that's a little. Um, you went from corny to profound because that's <laughs> that takes it to a different level. But th- but think about it. <clears throat> you know, I'm not that person that really worries about people who think about me. You know that because I'm very uh, out there. You're yourself. I am definitely myself. Take it good or bad, guys. I think I think that's but it, it. But it's with honor and. Um, Poignancy. I think the well, what you said about success it can be boiled down to one thing: live your life your way, be of service to others, and let the rest fall by the wayside. Because at the end of the day, if you're yourself, that's all that really matters. I like saying to myself when I look in the mirror at the end of the day, after when I'm brushing my teeth before I go to bed, and I look in the mirror, if I'm okay with the person looking back at me that day, and I do it every day because you live every day. So if you do that every day, you look at yourself and you say, okay, did I do good today? Then that was, and you can say yes. If you say no, then you look back and say, okay, what did I do wrong? Did I argue with my significant other? Did I snap at my kid? Did I, was I, did I not perform well at work when I could have? Did I not, did I extra, did I skip exercising and go for a cheeseburger and evaluate those decisions and go back and say, this is where I can improve. So you don't hold yourself, hold anything against yourself, but you're improving every yeah. day. But you have to be human. I mean, if you don't exercise and you go have a cheeseburger, you know what? Viva la. Yeah, viva la green chili cheeseburger. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, that's kind of my measure of success. I mean, I've been a very, very fortunate individual in some of the things I had access to, some of the things I did. I mean, you'll look around on my walls, I mean, over there, there's me and Paul Newman someplace, and me and some rock stars I spent a lot of time with, and <coughs> me and my family and dogs. All those dogs are deceased. Uh, you know, the foreign money on the walls, and the currency of places I've been. That's a picture of my condo on the beach. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's the far one past the blue building there. Um, me graduating. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's switch to New Mexico because the other part of the title is 505. The 505. So it's here. It's our area code. Um, Is it really? Yeah. 505. (laughs) 505. That's what it is. You know, there's some parts of the state that's not 505. Uh, Well, I'm born and raised here. So to me, it's always 505. Just want to make sure you're up to date, dude. And so uh, I'm not sure. Are you from New Mexico? No, actually, I'm an Air Force brat. I was born in El Paso, Texas. Wow. Took my first overseas flight. I was about four. Wow. And it was Germany. I remember it. Matter of fact, I have pictures upstairs 
of being in Germany, a little kid, all dressed up. And then I just traveled around continental. It was funny. Someone asked, someone asked me, where's your hometown? And I said, I don't know. You're everywhere. I really don't know. I mean, the longest place I've ever lived was Southern California, 22 years. And then now I've been here for 18 years. Well, so I guess hometown is Southern California, AKA 505. Because <laughs> 505 almost, yeah, about four more years and, and you'll surpass Southern California. Well, what is it about New Mexico and why stay here? If you've lived such so many different places and been comfortable living in different places, what is it about New Mexico that made you stay and build a business here? And a life. I don't know if I have a life. <laughs> <laughs> Define life. No, um, yeah, you see, I'm all over the place. Oh, you're everywhere. Yeah. So I went to college in Southern California. I built a business in California. Um, I hobnobbed with a lot of my clients that were in the entertainment industry, et cetera. And it's all about money. It's all about who you know. It's all about what designer you're wearing. Uh, we had a fundraiser. The gifts were Ferraris and Maseratis. Those were the gifts. Wow. Those weren't your silent auction items. Those were gifts. Okay. So it was a lot more superficial, a lot of fun. It was, I mean, glitz and glamor and going to resorts, you know, that there was a show called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yeah, Well, actually, that. I stayed at some of those resorts. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, free. <laughs> Shoot, I couldn't afford it. You know, traveling, getting off the plane and getting onto a 150-foot yacht to travel to the private island of Hayman mm -hmm. and, and that type of stuff. But here's the thing. It was all superficial. Does that make sense? Yes. It's about everybody moving forward and moving up. Now, granted, it wasn't a problem if you had a fundraiser or something of that nature of making a couple million dollars as donations. Here, if you have a fundraiser, you're doing good if you get $12,000. Seriously. Okay. Um, but even that was a competition. Oh, so-and-so gave half a million dollars well then i'll make it a million dollars and it was all about one-upmanship okay and when i moved to new mexico what was the most amazing element of new mexico is is if i wanted to go talk to the mayor or if i wanted to go talk to the governor or if i wanted to go talk to the president of xyz company all I had to do was call them and make an appointment. That was it. And I was just <laughs> dumbfounded. It's like, if I didn't know the mayor of Los Angeles, I wouldn't have been able to get to him unless I made a sizable contribution. Does that um, make sense? Money opens up a lot of doors. <laughs> yeah. And money, don't get me wrong, money opens doors here. Yeah. But it's more down home. It's more grassroots. Mm -hmm. It's more about the people. Your reputation is paramount to anything else here. You could be the world's biggest cad 
or thief in Southern California, New York, somewhere else. And in five years after you get out of jail, you're back at it again and everybody forgave you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Here, you purposely make a mistake. Well, that wouldn't be a mistake. You purposely try to get one over on someone. And I think two, three generations later, they're still talking about you. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, you know, and your family's been marked. <laughs> yeah, it's not just you. The stink goes to the people around you. It's like almost guilt by association sometimes. It, it, exactly. And so here you have to have more ethics or just ethics. And you have to always do right. You're not always going to be right. You will make mistakes, but it's how you handle those mistakes. If you go up to someone, say a business client or someone who is a friend and you made a mistake, you know, there's honor in saying, hey, I made a mistake and this is what I've done, correct it, or there's no way I can correct it, would you forgive me? You know, there's honor in being truthful and upfront. Uh, And that's what I like most. Green chili out of this world. I'm not really fond of the red chili. I'll just eat it if I have to. Um, Everybody says the weather's good, but see, I'm used to coastal weather, so I'm having a hard time with having a swamp cooler and having heat because I I live by the beach. So you don't. If you wanted to heat your house, you turn the fireplace on. If you wanted to cool it, jumped in the pool and then turned the fan on. That that's how you heated and cooled your house. Well, yeah, well, like, what was it, uh, two weeks ago we had 100 degree weather, today it's, uh, it's, for, it's, <laughs> well, it says 46. Yeah, 46, but still. It's, I know. That's so just a, Yeah, it's, it, I don't it, even have that, what, there's that swamp cooler and the heater, so I don't even have my heater on yet because I didn't shut my swamp cooler down. <laughs> Remember, I'm that hardware store person. Yeah. And so a former contractor. Yeah, I go up, I scurry up under my roof, <laughs> shut everything down. You know, put the covers on, switch the vents over, restart the heater, and mm-hmm. away I go. So, being in New Mexico for nearly two decades, you've seen a lot of things. What are some of the biggest challenges that you feel businesses here in New Mexico face when it comes to finding their success, and how can we overcome those? Well, one of the th- oh, that's a good one, and you know, you know, Roger. You know, for being the chair of the Small Business Committee for Hispano for two years in a row, I've been addressing those issues mm-hmm. in trying to bring the education and opportunity to small, medium-sized businesses so that hopefully they will grow and they'll have more information, knowledge, and tools so that they can be more successful. So... One of the elements is a lot of businesses don't understand that for large public sector entities, there's possibly an opportunity for them to do business with those entities. So they don't reach out. They don't reach out to them. They don't know how to reach out. They don't know how to get started. And it's simple once you figure it out. Mm-hmm. Then the other is, is um, for instance, the law firm I had brought in talked about, you know, what's the best way to 
to structure your business. People think, well, I'll be sole proprietor. Well, what if your business is one of those that carries a lot of risk? Do you want sole proprietor? Do you want to lose everything that you've ever earned? Your house, your cars, your family. They'll probably sell your children these days. You know, if you do something wrong. Okay. You know, um, understanding taxes. So knowledge and education is something that most small and medium-sized businesses don't have. This type of stuff is freely talked about in the streets in LA, Orange County, New York, Dallas, Chicago, etc. Even the smallest business persons in those metro cities know even the smallest nuances of business. Here we don't. It's it, we we follow tradition too much and don't understand that there's products, programs, a different way, a better way that people can use. It's like when I brought in that bank, started, were you at that one? No, I think I missed okay. that one. Started talking about commonly used financial instruments to help grow businesses that had n no risk, other than the fact you have to pay it back. <laughs> but you know, it's not like a venture capitalist or anything of that nature. So, so education, and what's commonplace, you can have an undergraduate degree, you can have a master's from Anderson. Doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna know all this stuff. What happens if you wanna start doing work or trading with a partner overseas? How are you gonna make sure you get paid? I know how to get paid. And a lot of people that were at that conference that I put together know how to get paid, okay? But without knowing how to get paid or how to put those financial instruments in place, you may go to the wrong entity because I called every single bank here in New Mexico that was independent. They had no idea what I was talking about. I had to reach out to a treasury guy from another financial institution that has international relationships. That's, that's some good. What if you wanted to expand overseas? Do you know who to contact over at the World Bank to get the introduction to a proper business broker over in Timbuktu and <laughs> Mongolia? Yeah. You don't, but I do. And these are things that people have to, um, if that's their desire, do some um, research. Unfortunately, a lot of people here fall prey. There's mm -hmm. a lot of shysters here. Yeah. And it's funny because I encounter them frequently and many times at networking groups. And I I think you know I know some of them. And I literally have to say, dude, I've worked in L.A. I've worked in New York. You're nothing compared to those guys. Go yeah. away. So, don't, don't, don't sell your snake water here. Go someplace else. So educate yourself and yes. put yourself in a position to succeed. That's a great piece of advice. I want to ask, we'll finish yeah. here on one last question. Yeah, most businesses fail within the first two years. Yeah, three. In the first three. So Actually, you, it's five. If you, make it five past, if you make it past your fifth year, then you're probably on your road to success. Okay, well, let's say whether you're looking for year three or year six, what is your one piece of advice to get to those years? to ensure that you get there. I know it takes more, but one thing to keep in mind. Oh, you always have to limit me to one. You know, yeah, I know you put that little caveat there. Well, we could be here all day and all night. <laughs> I know. 
Uh, I agree. Let's see here. One thing, one thing, one thing. Know your industry. Yes. I think, I think it's so important. And in fact, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Okay. Well, see, for instance, I'll give you an example. All right. I'm in office supplies, right? Mm-hmm. Many industries are affected by the internet. Okay. Office supplies. Where can you get office supplies? Anywhere. Anywhere. And any method in any mode, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and people say, well, Sue, how can you sell office supplies, ink and toner at anywhere from 20 to 50% less than anybody else? And that includes all those other places, the internet, the warehouse stores, all that type of stuff. And my word is, is we do it different and we do it better. And they're like, really? I said, yeah. And they said, well, how do you do it different? And I said, well, I can't tell you that. Because if I told you that, then I'm telling you our secret. Oh. I said, because it's something, it's a philosophy, a business philosophy that's been along for a very long time, and it actually works. Um, and we do it different also in the sense that, can you call up Costco, Sam's Club, and get their advice? No. Can you call up Amazon and get their advice? Nope. Okay. Can you call up Walmart? And I say Walmart because Walmart, do you know Walmart is actually Amazon's biggest competitor? Yeah. Do you know Amazon didn't throw a profit until this year? Yeah. They've been at a loss. Yeah. So they're not doing it right to begin with. Okay. Do you know the tariffs are going to probably put them in a tailspin? Do you know that most of the product that they sell that they don't keep in stock is actually counterfeit? <laughs> You're supposed to say no. No, I did not know that. Yes, I've saved some people their their heinies on that on some very expensive stuff. Okay, you can't call them. You can't get their advice. How hard is it to return the product if it fails, et cetera, et cetera? It can be very time-consuming and costly. Not with us. Do you know the person that you're going to have to deal with? Yeah, you know who you'll deal with. Do you know whether or not you can trust them? Yeah. Do you know if they're going to be here in 60 days? Yeah. With those? No. It goes back to your original statement. How has sales changed? I was alluding to the fact that I deal with what's called relationship selling. And what was not successful is that salesperson that was trying to put you in a red car when you wanted a black car. Okay? Internet sales is now that salesperson. They don't care about you. They don't care about your needs. They don't care how you get that hole in that piece of board. All they care about is the money. And all they care about is not giving you your money back on time. They, they, want, they don't want just this purchase. They want the next purchase. So they're already thinking ahead of how they could hook you into future purchases rather than making sure the current one is the one thing that you need. Correct. Correct. And that's why they barrage you with phone calls, emails, text messages, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So in the past, it was that crazy salesperson who didn't care anything about you. She just wanted their commission. 
Now you got the internet that is exactly the same sales format. Yeah, that, that, that's a great way to put everything together. So essentially, what you want to do is be of service to people. Be a resource. Be a resource. Be a solution. Be a solution. Be a friend. Be a friend. Educate yourself. Be part of the community. Be part of the community. And if you do that, you have a good chance to reach that year six where we're, where we're all hoping to get to as a business. Exactly, because people will trust you. Uh, and you were talking about one of the things that thrill me. When I go into the grocery <laughs> store or business or a concert or I don't go to bars very often, a restaurant, I feel like a rock star. People come up, Sue, da da da. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is probably how movie stars feel. You know? So, do you want my autograph? No, I'm just joking about that part. But honest to gosh, I walked into a public building the other day. I was meeting with a person, and I'm walking down the hall. Someone said, oh, Sue Gray's here to see you. And then all of a sudden, it's like little, little, uh, those, uh, Prairie dogs lifting their heads out of cubicles and doors. Is Sue Gray here? Just, I'm like, oh shoot, what did I do? That, <laughs> and, and that was probably one of the things that let me know that I've I've done a good job for the community. You know, I've yeah. I've done it right. You have done it right. And and it just I just get so tickled about that i'm like yes yes because i i love people as much as they love me so well i hope this podcast helps further that the the legend of sue so thank you so much for your time uh we greatly appreciate it no worries how can our audience get in touch with you you can call my cell phone direct it's 803-5517 or you can email me at S, like in my first initial, and then G-R-A-Y, at rapidsupply.net. And what we do is, is we'll give you, a, if, you want, if you want office supplies, ink and toner, et cetera, we give you quotes first. And it's so that you can see if working with us are going to, if it's going to be financially beneficial to you. Seriously, I'm, I'm the world's best shopper, but I tell you what, I get quality for the lower dollar one of my clients gave me a tagline that i i use and rogers heard it uh, many times they said sue you provide concierge service at affordable pricing well yeah we want to give you the affordable pricing we really want to give you the good service and once in a while maybe there's something that we're not that great on you can't be everything all the time but we can always be good at treating our clients well that's good all right well sue thanks again for your time people if you need uh office supplies or you just need someone to talk to you about how to do sales or make your office better sue is the one to call thank you so much thanks raj Hello everyone, Roger here. Wanted to take a quick moment to speak to you about the Jingle Mingle networking event hosted by Exhibit on November 14th, 2018 from 5 to 7.30 p.m. at their showroom, 6207 Pan American Freeway, Northeast. Again, this is a free networking event with food, drinks, and music. It is a great event that Exhibit puts on every year to help bring people together 
to celebrate the holidays, but also presents an opportunity for us to, us business owners, to get to, to learn more about one another, network, and further our connections. Uh, I went last year. It was a phenomenal event. Had a great time. Lots of people. Lots of good food and drinks and music. Uh, the only thing exhibit asks is for people to. RSVP. You could do that by calling 505-828-0574. Again, 505-828-0574. Or you could go online to Exhibit's website, go to the Events tab. Under, under the Events tab, you'll find Jingle Mingle. Click on that and you'll be able to RSVP. Again, highly recommend it. It'll be good for you. It'll be good for your business. I'll see you there. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the 505 Success Podcast, the business leaders of New Mexico brought to you by Exhibit. Please join us next week for a new episode with someone else on how they've grown success in their business and how you can do it too.